You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Thursday, which means it's our day. That's right. Roy White, Ari Temkin. This is Broadcasting the Boys right here on the Blogging the Boys Network, bringing you hot, amazing, incredible content on Thursday. Cowboys content. Because what else are we going to do? You know, I mean, if, if the Cowboys are playing poorly, we've got to step up our A game. We've got to bring it. Roy White on Twitter at RW3. I am Ari Temkin on Twitter at Ari Sports. Do you know who Mike McCartney is? Are you talking about the former head coach of the North Texas Mean Green? Ah! <laughs> Mike McCartney? Is that who that is? I believe so. Well, according to his Twitter bio, he is uh, a Christ follower who loves his wife, four children in football, former NFL pro scouting director, blessed to rep great people, all opinions strictly my own. Okay, he is, uh, He's got 28,000 followers, and his name is Mike McCartney, not Mike McCarthy. However, um, you don't have to tell Cowboys fans what his name is because a lot of Cowboys fans tweeted him as if he is Mike McCarthy. And like I've always found it funny that like obviously social media and a lot of these things have made us lazy, you know, and, and lazier. But it's like how, that's the epitome of lazy to tweet your how upset you are about a team or to a guy that's not even the guy you think you're tweeting at, you know, like that's just the epitome of laziness. Like maybe read his name and see that it's McCartney and not McCarthy, but he, he plays it up. It's great. Cause like people like, for instance, somebody tweeted at him, you know, get the ball more to uh CD lamb. And he's responding. Like you're putting a lot of pressure on me. I don't know that I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be tough for me to call that play from where I'm at. Uh, by the way, for those that didn't get the reference, Dan McCarney is the former North Texas Mean Green head coach from That's 2011 I, to 2015. That's what I thought you were talking about. Uh, who led the North Texas Mean Green, and I was making a reference that maybe about four people listening actually got. So I apologize to the general populace out there that are listening for Cowboys content. Um, I did, And just know, an aside to that, by the way, I used to work with in San Antonio a what was his name again Dan Dan McCarney McCarney so I there was a guy at the San Antonio Express News that I worked with in San Antonio named Dan McCarney who actually was related to the coach <laughs> <laughs> Yeah they had the same name and he was, he was like yeah brought, we're cousins or something and I was like why do you have the same name but I digress go ahead sorry what were you saying no, you're good. Uh, that, that actually is quite funny, especially that they had the exact same name and that he wasn't quite sure how they were related. <laughs> um, but that's funny to me. Um, look, 
I understand Cowboys fans have got to direct their frustration somewhere. I just don't know where you start. And so I suppose Mike McCartney Great place is to start. as good of a place to start as any because <laughs> eventually you've got to touch on every single aspect of this football team if you want to try and pinpoint the reasons why they are in the position they're in, which is two and four. And oh, by the way, first place in the NFC East. I don't know how you reconcile those two facts. Wah, wah. And we'll get to why that puts us in a very interesting place as we look forward in the 2020 season. But yeah, Ari, as a guy who does the post game on the Cowboys network week in and week out, I'm sure you're starting to feel some of the frustration boiling over from a fan base that quite honestly every year has felt their team is worthy of higher aspirations than they ultimately achieve. Yeah. Um, I, I see it firsthand. Um, so, okay, let's, let's backtrack to the, the big story from this week, which is the anonymous comments made um, to Jane Slater of NFL network uh, about the coaching staff. And I'm looking for the exact tweet from Jane. She's got a lot of great insights. And so she tweeted this. Was it on Sunday? Do you have it in front of you? This is this is great prep that I've done. No, this, this actually, um, I believe this came out yesterday or Tuesday for the first time. I did not see anything about it Monday night after the game. And I believe Tuesday around 2 or 3 o'clock, she put that out there, and that was perhaps not shocking to a lot of people that someone would say this, but, but here's what she wrote. Cowboys players initially bought into keeping things internal. Now, as they sit two and four, the discontent is leaking out. On the coaching staff, quote, totally unprepared. They don't teach. They don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. End quote. Another quote. They just aren't good at their jobs. End quote. Now, I don't know what any players on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what any of them would actually know about good coaching versus bad coaching, because it doesn't appear they've had much of any of it. If they've been here at all during the last five to ten seasons. So I don't know what they're comparing it to. Um, I think the context is important and the fact that no one put their name on it is also important. Now I can see why no one would want to put their name on it. You'd be ostracized inside the locker room immediately to point fingers as they did. And I think the players involved, um, the ones who did speak up and take accountability for what took place on Monday night, Ezekiel Elliott specifically, Andy Dalton specifically, both said they needed to play better. And Mike McCarthy also admitted he needed to be better. So I think, ultimately, those quotes were a bunch of chicken S. And while they might be accurate, it was neither the time nor the place. And the player who's responsible, quite honestly, better be glad they didn't put their name on it because I think it would probably lead to a lot more angst 
than it's ultimately going to, which to me is just going to be a little, a little fart in this hurricane wind of chaos that the Cowboys are experiencing right now. It seems big, but I ultimately think it'll just be a little inside this, this whirlwind of chaos that the Cowboys are experiencing. Appreciate the sound effect. I had no idea what a fart sounded like, so I appreciate you, uh, you, you doing that for me. Didn't um, want to have to say it again. That, that would have been inappropriate. It's that would true. Have been it's childish. very true. Would have been childish and inappropriate, no doubt about that. And we know that you're above that. Um, okay, so I'm not going to – I think Jane Slater has done good reporting here. And, and I, I mean, I know she has. I know she's, she, she does fantastic reporting. She's, got, she's fostered really good relationships with players that she, she is going to have great quotes from them, and this is, this is the product of that. Oh, it's in her – it's no way in her best interest – to, to withhold this right statement, right right true by the way or or to, or to uh to lie or fabricate so i, I don't, i'm not going to say that what i'm going to say is number one i'm shocked that this never happened under jason garrett two uh they don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly is i mean it's inaccurate and it's, it's a pretty good description of the predecessor of mike mccarthy but it is something that my god you can criticize a lot of things about mike mccarthy and what they've done so far, but certainly they have done more adjusting on the fly than we've seen from the Dallas Cowboys in the last 10 years. So I heard, I saw the quote and I was like, I just, that's the part that stuck out to me more than anything else. You know, the totally unprepared, they don't teach. I like, I get that too. The players are not playing at a very high level. A lot of this is on them. You watch the film and they're not getting off of blocks. They're, they're not filling lanes. I mean, this is elementary stuff. 100% effort. Right. Right. They might not give 100% effort and might not be capable of giving 100% effort on every play, which, again, we understand the context of it, but not something you say out loud. Right. So, like, part of me is just fatigued with this locker room and making excuses. Part of me thinks that there is a coaching problem. And, you know, I, I, I find it interesting that Mike McCarthy has a coach on staff and Rob Davis, who is his chief of staff, quote unquote, whose entire job. And as I interviewed him this offseason when he was hired was to basically be a conduit between the coaches and the locker room. Like the coaches never had a coaching staff. Jason Garrett never had a coach on staff that had the role that Rob Davis does. And this coach does. And this stuff gets out in six weeks of Mike McCarthy being here, which is pretty crazy to me. But I look, is Mike McCarthy the greatest coach in the NFL? No. However, he's probably taking the brunt of unfair criticism. I will say this. There's one area for me that I, I feel wholeheartedly being okay being critical of Mike McCarthy. One, he does have a level of arrogance about him, like he's won a bunch of games here, and that just doesn't fly when you haven't won a Super Bowl or a bunch of games here like you did in Green Bay. Number two, they need, and this is the one that I think is, this, this has been an issue since the start, and that is when you come in, to this offseason, and you know in March that things are going to be different this year, that you're not going to have mini camps and you're not going to have OTAs and you're going to have a weird short training camp. Like, you know, in March when things shut down around the country, and then in April when you have to do a, a virtual draft, you know that you're going to have a weird offseason and you're not going to have guys on campus. It, you know, it, it working out much at all. It's all going to be through Zoom. You have to adjust. 
you can't go for an organization that's run a four three for the last decade and say now run a now run a three four or a hybrid four three three four. You can't go 180 degrees away from where you were defensively, and and expect that it's going to take in this weird offseason. The expectation that they were going to completely shift their defensive philosophy with this weird offseason was the was a fundamental flaw and a really stupid short sighted move by this organization and by Mike McCarthy and Mike Nolan. Period. But we could have seen this coming from a long way away. We saw this coming. But how different has it really looked to you from a schematic standpoint, from a deployment standpoint, where players are playing? Is anybody playing out of position in your mind? Is anybody being put in a position that you think, wow, they are not being put in a position to succeed at an NFL level? I don't think that's the case. I think players are being put in the right spots. Mike McCarthy himself was asked on Tuesday whether or not the defense had been simplified enough for these players to learn it, grasp it, and understand it. And he said they simplified the defense after week two. So what does that tell us? So where do you put the responsibility for this two and four start? I put most of it on the players themselves. Because they have not performed to the level that we thought and believed they are capable of. And that really is almost every player outside of the three wide receivers. Yeah, the receivers for sure. Dak Prescott and Dalton (laughs) Schultz. (laughs) Probably, yeah. Nobody on defense. And outside of that, everybody else. Zeke Elliott and his fumbling issues have been an enormous concern and absolutely critical in several of the games that the Cowboys have lost. Yeah, without a doubt. The in defensive fact, miscues. The, the from- defense The defense hasn't even been that okay, – I don't want to say that, but the bigger issue than the defense has been turnovers. I think that's the thing that's overshadowing everything. Like this team is a joke on the defensive side of the football, and it's like – that's all anybody could talk about. And it's like they're minus 12 in the turnover ratio. They've given up 84 points off of turnovers. That's your problem. They're handing the team two touchdowns a game, 84 points in six games off of turnovers. That's 14 points a game. So to that point, you're, you're correct. Like that's a player issue. That's not a scheme issue. Minus 12 in the turnover differential is not a scheme issue. That's a player issue. Yeah. They put, they dropped three deep and oh, like, Odell Beckham still had a touchdown catch right between them all. Um, it, it doesn't get much easier than that for a, from a secondary standpoint. And they still failed to execute. There has been a massive failure of execution all season long. And, yeah, is it also the fact that the players are – playing with one hand tied behind their back in the sense that almost half of the team's original starting 22, I dare say actually we're getting close to over half of the team's original starting 22 is no longer available to play. Yeah, it has something to do with it. And that's why I find myself in this very strange place of seeing the Cowboys in first place knowing how bad the NFC East is, knowing that teams have gotten hot even as bad as they've looked early on, and knowing that, you know, 
they could still do some potential damage if they were able to figure things out because the division is so bad. I just don't know what I want to see from them going forward. Hmm. I really don't know. I know there are a lot of people out there talking about Team Tank. And with two wins already, I don't even know if that's a realistic possibility. Sure, you could get a little bit better of a draft pick, but you're not going to wind up with the savior quarterback that people might be salivating over. Really? Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I'll take I'd I'll, take any of those big three, by the way. Really? Yeah, the Justin Fields and or Trey Lance from North Dakota State, who I like a lot. Um, well, let's keep that on the burner between the two of us as we get down the road, and we can have that conversation depending on you know where we find ourselves in a couple of weeks. But this does speak to the core of what you're saying, which is, like I thought going into the game on Monday night, that this team, like I was in this sort of wait and see approach. Like obviously, I thought they were going to take a step back with Andy Dalton and not, and not Dak Prescott. But I, I was just like, I'm curious to see what we're going to see and how good this offense could still potentially be. And you know, Andy Dalton hasn't had much issues throughout his career in terms of being a major turnover guy. So maybe they limit turnovers. Maybe they play better football because of it. And yet, in 60 minutes of football, it's like. I'm kind of like you, Roy. It's like, I don't know how to feel now. Like, what do I want from this team? Like, no, I don't want to be on Team Tank because it's week six. That's just not a good way to live your life as a football fan. Like, 10 games left in the season, and you're like, I'm ready to lose football games every single week. That's just not fun as a fan. But yet at the same time, it's like, what's the ceiling on this team? Because it's obviously significantly lower than it had been with Dak Prescott, and maybe things will dramatically change, but I, I just don't know about that. And, and because... The turnovers, it's been six games of this. This is what they are. This is just a, a team that is turning the football over at a high rate, and that is just such a losing proposition. So it's like, I, I'll i go back to you. I don't. I honestly don't know what I want from this team right now. Yeah, I'll tell know. you where my rooting interest is most at this point. Um, it's for COVID to delay the season as long as possible. Uh, give us a week 18. Give us a week 19. Hell, let's push the Super Bowl back into April. Because if that happens, we got a legitimate shot at getting Dak Prescott back for a nice little playoff run. All right? <laughs> so if that is a possibility, then, ladies and gentlemen, maybe your best friend may be the uh, 
the virus that's changed all of our lives forever. It seems unrealistic. Just for the next couple of months. It seems uh, an, is, like it seems like an unrealistic expectation. Well, the way we're going, uh, it sure does feel like at some point we're going to get a week right. eighteen. Right. But I don't know if it's coming in the next couple of weeks. I certainly don't think an announcement is on the horizon. But either way, it's an unrealistic proposition at best, and certainly not one anybody would hope for seriously. I say all that tongue-in-cheek, jokingly, of course. Of course. No one would seriously root for that at all. Why would that be something somebody would root for? But I tell you what, it puts me in that same weird place with the Cowboys that you mentioned. Am I rooting for them to win their next game? Am I rooting for them to lose their next game? Or am I just kind of watching passively to wait and see what happens, not really being affected by either. And that's kind of where I suppose I feel myself, feeling no joy in either outcome. If they win a game, I look at the negative side of it and say, well, it won't matter because they're not going to be able to beat Arizona, they won't be able to beat Seattle, and they won't be able to beat San Francisco. And that's not even discussing the other teams that will be in the playoffs likely and Tom Brady and the Bucks, and the Green Bay Packers as it looks at the moment. Um, at the same time, I couldn't imagine myself watching them lose and pumping my fist saying, yes, this is what we want. Week eight, here we come. <laughs> so I'm in a real dark place right now, Ari. And I think a lot of Cowboys fans are sharing that. It's not fun to be in purgatory. Well, it's, it is in six weeks. It's like, oh, what a 2020 it's been, Cowboys fans. Like, it's been a pretty dreadful year. And the Cowboys season in six weeks has looked very much like 2020. This is yeah. a team that had Super Bowl aspirations. We spoke openly about thinking this team had – a, a, a Super Bowl caliber talent, and 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 I hate that it's like every year it's the same trope with the Cowboys, and every year it's the same disappointment. But look at these receivers. I mean, Dak is, is still leading the league in yards, and he he has didn't play last week. But like, were we wrong about that? Yeah, I mean, were we wrong? Yes, I agree. Because we it's it's wrong. it's two things. One, I said this from the start. If their defense is average, they'll be a Super Bowl team. Issue is their defense is an average. I think people heard that and were like, oh, their defense will be average. No, there was a high likelihood it wasn't. I think. How could it not be better? It was so bad a season ago. And it got right. And they lost Byron Jones. And they got worse. I think the thinking was the defensive line would be improved. It should be improved. It's not. And then the turnovers. I mean, the turnovers are the thing where you just. You, you know, obviously, this is a team that has not turned teams over. Like for whatever reason, the Cowboys organization have just not done a good job in creating turnovers. But it's just the 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 lack of ball security for this team is maddening, and it's it is the number one reason why. Like it's it's actually kind of shocking they're not worse than two and four. Like it's it's shocking they've won two games. They're right. They're literally giving fourteen points to every team they play every week. Here, have fourteen points. We don't need them. You could have them. You look like you'd, you'd, you'd like them. It's amazing they've won two games. Yeah. Well, we're a watermelon onside kick and 
a three-point victory over a division rival away, right? So, so are you, do you have any interest in Ryan Fitzpatrick? I saw a lot of Cowboys fans clamoring for it on Twitter. Um, I mean, if you can, are these get, the same people that don't think that Dak Prescott would have made a little bit of a difference? Yeah, no, this is really funny. Uh, the same people that would have argued that Andy Dalton might very well be as good as Dak Prescott, one week later, are now arguing that Ryan Fitzpatrick would be a better option at quarterback than Andy Dalton. So are you, are you suggesting then that Ryan Fitzpatrick might, might have been better than Dak Prescott? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's not what you're saying. So take it all back. Okay, take yeah. it all back. Stuff it down your throat. Okay, choke on it a little bit, all right? And then swallow it and realize that you were an idiot for ever thinking that Andy Dalton was on Dak Prescott's level. The thing is, First though, they're, they're still not. So I tweeted after the game, Cowboys sure could have used all those garbage yards and points Dak puts up. And then, I mean, there's people in the mentions like, would have been the exact same result. Like, you know, like, oh, Dak would have made a difference. It's like, have you watched the season? I, I'm so confused. What do you mean he would have made a difference? All of those points and yards he's putting up at the end of the games to try to get this team back that you claim are garbage yards and points, those are the points he would have been putting up in this game had he been available, but he wasn't, so Andy Dalton was available, and clearly he's not the same player. And, and then I do this, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm even justifying this with response. It's the most asinine, stupid thing I've heard, and people might believe it, but they don't know anything. Like, I'm sorry if that's what, if it's your listening right now and that's your belief. You don't know anything. If you think and thought that Andy Dalton was on the same level of Dak Prescott, you don't know anything. And if you're doubling down on that today, you you are even dumber. Sorry, not sorry. So you're not interested in Ryan Fitzpatrick? Not interested in Ryan Fitzpatrick outside of the idea, and I don't know why Miami would do it unless he's that disgruntled, but outside of the idea that you could flip a sixth or seventh rounder for him. Yeah. And the reason I would advocate for that is only because of – the potential for a compensatory pick if Ryan Fitzpatrick decided not to retire at the end of the season, took one more go at it, and maybe a team gives him a shot. That's the only reason I could think of to bring Ryan Fitzpatrick in here is maybe for a shot at a compensatory pick when he leaves as a free agent in the offseason and signs with another team. So the Chicago Bears are 5-1. and one. Did you know that? I did know that. They are 28th in the National Football League in yards per play at 4.8, right there with Cincinnati, the Giants, the Jets, and the, the football team. That's the only team in the NFL that should be trading for Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. No doubt. No doubt. And that would then probably create a three-way quarterback situation where none of them really distinguish themselves. I, I'm not entirely sure Ryan Fitzpatrick is a – markedly better option than Nick Foles. He's, I, right. Totally. Or even Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> or even Andy Dalton. I mean, this is, it's funny. I was watching the Cowboys game and I said to Brian Bros, I said, this is what the rest of the NFL deals with. Like, this is what Cowboys fans had to deal with in the era between Troy and Tony. But like this, this is what a lot of the NFL deals with on a week in week out basis. Just, inept quarterback player inconsistency at quarterback play and um you know it, it's 
it, it is again what a lot of teams deal with. And the problem is again, turnovers and, and bad defense. Um Roy, Roy White, Ari Temkin, this is broadcast of the boys, the broadcast of the boys podcast on the blogging the boys network. Okay, so do you think they beat the football team? Do they beat the football team? That is a great question. Are should they beat the football team? They should beat the football team. They should beat the football team. The football Will team is thirty second in the NFL in yards per play, by the way, at four point three. Um with what I'm looking at on the offensive line and how I felt about the Cowboys matching up against a Washington front seven. Yeah. With a healthy five man offensive line and still feeling like that might be problematic. I think Andy Dalton might get killed this weekend. He was under constant duress against the Cardinals, even though they actually didn't, I guess, get home a ton. He held the ball way too long and that ain't going to fly against this front seven. Now, you should only need to score 20 to 25 points, even with as bad as the Cowboys' defense has been, because the Washington offense is pathetic, <laughs> atrocious, abysmal. 4.3 yards per play, 32nd of the NFL. But uh, saying all that, anybody that's looked abysmal, the Giants were abysmal, and they put up 34. Yeah. So it's hard to assume that just because the Cowboys defense are playing against a horrible offense, that they're actually going to make that offense look as bad as they are. Well, if they turn the ball over again two or three times, I mean, it, it's just it's it's just maddening. I mean, you just you give your your defense no you give a bad defense no shot when you turn the ball over. But it, here's the good news for the defense, though: Randy Gregory is going to be back. And by the way, Randy Gregory is so good. The Cowboys had to waive two players in order to sign him to their active mm-hmm. roster. <laughs> oh boy. They've been waiting for this with bated breath. And now we're all going to see, hopefully, one impactful pass rusher that's not named Alden Smith. Unfortunately, based on the practice reports that we've gotten early in the week, Alden Smith is not practicing. So Randy Gregory may actually have to step up and be Alden Smith this weekend if he's unable to go. Also, who's their left tackle going to be? Brandon Knight going down with surgery this week. I don't even know. I honestly, No idea. I Me either. Have Me they either. called Adam Redmond yet? Again, to try to sign him. As a backup option. Um, look, Zach Martin still not practicing this week. As I mentioned about the offensive line, they're down to what I believe is the 11th man on the roster when it comes to filling out the offensive line. Uh, 11th man in the position group, at least. Not the crowd. Greg Sennett. That's going to be their, I believe, their starting left tackle. A 2018 sixth-round pick out of Wagner. Yeah, that'll get you excited, won't it? It'll <laughs> certainly get Jonathan Allen 
excited. And Ryan Kerrigan excited. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to go well this weekend, man. Oh, I think because you're giving a quarterback that's not able to see the field well very little time to see the field because you have no offensive line. Four of your five starters to start the season are out, and now you're. I mean, now you're down to basically your third left tackle against a, a pretty good defensive front, as you mentioned. Yeah, they're. Yeah. And you can't trust your running back to hold on to the football. So you said you mentioned at the start you're kind of not sure where you are right now in terms of this team. If they lose to the football team on Sunday, are you gonna have a pretty better? Gonna have a better idea of where you're gonna be. Uh, yes, I think so. Um, if that does happen, I might be pounding the table for Ben DiNucci to see the rest of the the rest of the season as the team starter. Um, and I know that probably sounds ridiculous for to think that a rookie is gonna come in an undrafted rookie, no less, and try to figure out the playbook, it wouldn't be about that. I want my best opportunity to lose football games going forward. And Ben DiNucci probably gives me the best opportunity to do that. Yeah. Even better than Andy Dalton, as bad as he's been. So uh, still got to play Andy to make sure you get that third-round compensatory pick going into next season, assuming he doesn't retire because he's so fearful of how many hits he took in one season as the Dallas Cowboys quarterback, he just decides the profession is no longer for him. Either so, way you look at it, man, there's almost no way it can begin to look optimistic mm-hmm. is, I guess, ultimately the place I find myself in. I don't know what type of performance Dalton, the offense, or the defense could show me that would make me think, differently about where the direction is going this season. And for that reason, maybe I have my answer about where I truly stand. Yeah. I thought you were going to go all Mark Cuban on me. And for that reason, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that basically is it. And for that reason, I'm I'm out. out. (laughs) Let's tank. Shark tank. (laughs) Shark tank. All right, Roy, make your official pick for Sunday, will you? Redskins win 21 to 19. I'm sorry, who? Thank you. The football team. Thank you. Wins 21 to 19. I don't know if what which one makes me more shocked. A team that doesn't exist winning this game or the Washington football team winning this game. I'm I I don't know what I'm doing. I did pick the Cowboys to lose against the Cardinals. I did not pick them to lose that badly against the Cardinals. We didn't actually do a pick between you and I, but I also would have picked them to lose. Yeah. To be clear. But I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win on Sunday and keep our misery alive. Based on what? The 4.3 yards per play for the football team. Yeah, The other team being bad. The other team is bad. Yes, very bad. And I'm, I guess I'm just at the point where it's like, they can't keep turning the ball over at this right? Can they? Can they really? So I'm going to go Cowboys over the football team. And uh, I will go with the very fun and uh, fantastic score of, let's say, 16-10. 16-10. 
It's going to be a joy ride, folks. Oh, see, I think the Reds uh, – I was about to do it again. I think the football team is going to produce a, uh, a defensive touchdown. Oof. Well, yeah. would fit, it, would, it would fit the profile. It would be very on brand for the 2020 Cowboys for that to happen. Hey, Andy Dalton arguably threw a pick six in that game that yep. was not caught. Yep. Jordan Hicks, former Texas Longhorn, just dropped it right in his hands, and he dropped it. And that was the lucky part of the game for the Cowboys. <laughs> Follow Roy on Twitter at rdub3. I am Ari Tepke. You can follow me on Twitter at Ari Sports. And of course, always make sure to make your homepage the blogging, the bloggingtheboys.com. I was about to sound like an 800-year-old person. Thebloggingtheboys.com. Um, and check out all the great podcasts across the network. If you have not yet already, hit that uh, subscribe button and make sure to give the rating a uh, the podcast a rating because it helps for other people to find us, other Cowboys fans, to come here and, uh, and to let loose. Uh, but for now, Roy, leave the people with something that's not the rate Redskins. Us. I didn't know you could rate us. Rate us. Rate me. You rate me, I'll rate you. Okay, we'll rate each other. It'd be great. <laughs> shout, up, shout me out on Twitter. Let me know you rated me. I'll rate you back. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 